drop me off and say she had to go take care of kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we are live. Hello, everybody. It has been forever. We are so glad that we could come to you tonight and hang out with you. And we hope that you come and join us. So we are going to pop in the um, intro and let some people join us while we are waiting for that. And I have to remember exactly how to do that because it has been a while. And if you hear a bird chirping in the background or children, children. birds mine, the children, the children could be mine or Marcy's. <laughs> All right. So, oh, you know what? I should have done the countdown. I didn't do the, see, it's been a while. I don't even remember how to do this. All right. So <laughs> intro, here we go. Welcome to Umbrella Rebellion. I'm Marcy. And I'm Dee. We are finding healing after leaving a cult. We will be discussing abuse and personal experience with the ATI, IBLP, and fundamental churches. Trigger warning. This podcast may contain descriptions of various forms of abuse. Please take care for your safety and well-being while you are listening. If the content becomes too much for you to handle, please turn this off. We hope to expose harmful teachings that lead to and justify abuse. With the hope that those that are experiencing abuse can find support and escape from it. Okay, so we had a few seconds there to see if anybody was going to join us. Um, I know it's been a while and I wasn't really um, good at getting the word out there um, that we were going live. So um, the reason we have not been online um, episodes and or anything else because Mm, our lives have been kind of overwhelming when it comes to family life. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pop uh, Marcy out real quick. She has to go um, get her kids and do some stuff, but she will be back. And so tonight I thought it would be a good idea for us to kind of talk about, since it's the holiday season, um, what you experienced in the cult or in your highly controlling religious, spiritual, abusive families or, you know, organizations that you are part of, like how was Christmas for you then? And what do you do now? So if you want to pop in the comments and let us know what kind of Christmas traditions you weren't allowed to have when you were in the cult and what you do now that you enjoy, we'd love to, sh to hear your, uh, your, your stuff and things. So I'm drinking coffee because I have to work after this. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? <clears throat> and I'm set up in a different setup than I usually am because one of the birds took over the table that I was using for recording. <laughs> so I was like, I have no idea I'm going to do this now. I totally rearranged the office and I didn't even think about how I would podcast. <laughs> So, um, new setup, kind of new angle. Um, yeah. So since I grew up, I'll tell y'all a little bit about my childhood. Since I didn't grow up in the cult and it wasn't until my mom, let's see, my mom joined the uh, Baptist church. We, I grew up Catholic. Um, 
there, there was any change in how we celebrated holidays. And I think the first holiday that changed for us was Halloween. And um, from there, Christmas, we always had a Christmas tree. We always had presents. And if you have any small children that may be listening, I'm just going to warn you that we may be talking about topics that they um, may need to um, not listen to because we don't want to spoil any surprises for them. Um, so I'll give you a minute if you have little ones to put headphones in. Um, we were talking about the cr- Christmas traditions that we had while we were in, what we weren't allowed to do while we were in the cult oh, and what we yeah. do now and yeah. asking our listeners if they would pop in and tell us. So if you have little ones, again, we don't want to awesome. spoil anything. <laughs> but the biggest thing that changed for us is we didn't do Santa. So, um, and when, since I was in the um, IFB, when my kids were little, we didn't do Santa for them as well. So I always had a hard time because when I divorced my ex-husband, they went to public school and I was like, please, please do not tell your classmates that Santa's not real. Please do not tell them that we don't celebrate Santa. You know, I mean, you can tell them like, you know, we don't, we don't celebrate that. We celebrate this, you know, because there are other religions that don't do Santa. So, you know, that was safe, but my kids were the ones that would go in the class and touch the elves on the shelf. My two older ones. And then they would have the whole class class crying because they touched the elf on the shelf, which is a big no, no. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, they were, they were, um, they were funny about that. So, um, but so for me, it wasn't a whole lot of difference. Um, you know, my ex wasn't really big on presents. So the few years that we were together with the kids when they were little, we didn't do a whole lot of presents. Um, but as I got on my own, we, you know, presents were a really big part of the joy of my childhood when it came to Christmas. So I try to make my kids happy as much as I could during Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh. So what about you, Marcy? Mm, we didn't we didn't believe in Santa. Uh, we did all the other typical Christmas things, though. My, my parents really liked Christmas. We did presents and we did we looked at lights and we you know did all those things. Uh, we had a Christmas tree. Um, a lot of the several people that I knew in the cult didn't do t- Christmas trees because it was also pagan, came from a pagan tradition. Um, we did all of that um, minus Santa. So, and with my girls, of course, when they came on, I was like, I'm doing Santa. <laughs> and what, what it turned out to be was so fun because since none of the siblings had ever done Santa before, and my kids are the only grandkids right now, um, it was a brand new thing. And so everybody got to do Santa for the first time together with them. And it was a big deal. <laughs> and so we, it was like, we were all like reliving our childhood saying, let's do Santa, <laughs> you know? So it was fun. Okay, well, they've had a lot of fun keeping that up. This person, because we don't care about adult dating, we're not talking about adult dating. Sorry about that. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, they, we did that and uh, let's see what else. Um, we do Elf on the Shelf too. So that's been mm -hmm. fun as well. Although remember to move the thing every night is hard. Um, there's been a couple of times where they're like, it, mommy, the elf lolly didn't move. And I'm like, oh no, well, maybe you better go pretend you're asleep in bed so she'll move. <laughs> like really quick, <laughs> change it. Or, or um, that is coming and been like, she didn't move. And I'm like, oh, it's just, it's probably traffic between here and the North Pole. And, you know, maybe she just, there was a backup, you know, of elves coming to see Santa and report, you know, just give her a little bit of time. Go watch TV in my room for a minute and, you know, give her a little bit more time. Maybe it was backed up and, you know, she'll move. And, and she did. <laughs> like, and they remember from year to year because that was an excuse I used last year. And it happened again this year because it happens always at least once, if not twice. And, and everybody was like, maybe there was traffic again. <laughs> maybe there was. <laughs> Go back to my room. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We have fun with it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I never did Elf on the Shelf because being the single mom of three boys um <laughs> and um and having adhd and i can't even remember to take my laundry out of the dryer and put it i mean out of the washer and put it in the dryer i was like there's no yeah. way i'm going to remember to move an elf so you just have to get really creative because i'm telling you i'm pretty sure i have add too and um and i self-diagnosed like not diagnosed yet needed to have it diagnosed but pretty sure i do as well and just the more i read about it and yeah, there's been some creative excuses for that. <laughs> or, At least you can like, come up with some remember, good ones in, in the spot. Yes, yeah, I don't remember where I put it the night before. Like, I'll be like, did I put it here? Did I put it here yesterday? Or did I put it there the first time? We don't want to land in the same spot, but I don't remember where I put it. So Pictures. <laughs> you need to take yes. pictures. Be like, what did I do last night? My <laughs> is messed up. Yes, exactly. They usually remember and correct me, but. I don't know what's going on with my curtains. Nope, wrong side. Yeah, we're still trying to like, you know, adjust everything because, you know, first recording since I don't know what October. I don't even remember. We're not going to worry about it. September. <laughs> it's a curtain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very out of practice. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, I we have several episodes that we have recorded. I have not had the chance to um, edit them yet. And um, so I'm I'm hoping things are going to settle down. But today we found out that my oldest needs surgery. Oh. So. <laughs> Just one thing um, after another. Oh, I'm telling you, you know, and it's just, uh I'm not, I'm feeling overwhelmed with all, oh, hey kitty. Sorry. Hey kitty. So she I'm feeling, that's, hi honey. It has been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> He's not home tonight. So it's been a, a few days since I've seen him. So um, <laughs> anyway, so my oldest needs to have uh, surgery on his shoulder he uh, has a labral tear, which his is in the in the back of his shoulder. Mine was in the front. And I had surgery back in 2015, I think. And I still have issues with my shoulder. So 
So. I'm like, you need to do it when you're young so you can recover easier. So. <laughs> Just gonna have a little. I have it. I have a guest. This is a vein. Everyone need a vein. We call her V. Hello. Sometimes she's I'm our newest addition. <laughs> she is. Oh my gosh! Yes, she just played Dale's the other day to take back her throne. <laughs> I, I remember seeing <laughs> that literally picture. Removed it. Yes, literally removed it. Scooted it over. I watched her do it. She just anyway. So yeah, that's a vein. <laughs> No, that's too funny. She's, a she's she's about six months old, kitten. She's so cute. Is, is that the one that that likes pasta too? Yes. <laughs> yes. She and marshmallows. She steals marshmallows in the cabinet. She literally like she went into the into the pantry and the, and I had hidden them from her, like in the back. She dug them out, pulled them out, and then tried to make her escape over the baby gate and, and went over backwards because the package was heavier than she was. <laughs> I lost them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, yes. So, yeah. So, I, I wasn't, I'm not really stressing about the surgery part. Cause I guess yeah. I went through it. So I kind of know the thing I'm stressing about is that he doesn't have a car and he rides his bike to work. And so, and appointments and rehab and work at the, the amount of driving that I'm going to have to do is really going to cut into my work time. And I have a lot of appointments that I'm doing for Jonathan. So I just feel like, the, the work-life balance is going to be really unbalanced. It's going to be a lot yeah. more life than it is work. And that stresses me out because, I mean, even though, like, I have FMLA, I don't know if anybody's familiar with that, Family Medical Leave of Absence, I filed it for yeah. my oldest just today, um, which covers me and, and makes it to where I won't lose my job. But, you know, still I feel the pressure to meet the – requirements of you know the hours and it's it's kind of stressful to not be able to do yeah. that sometimes so, yeah. so it's that, that do i work really or do i you know do what needs to be done you know it's kind of kind of hard yeah that's a that's a rough place to be in Mm-hmm. so Goodness. yeah but you know we'll we'll get through it we always do so yes it's just the getting through this that's the, the tough part it's the surviving of it it yeah. is it is so um so some traditions that let's see after the cult um when i was when i was married to my ex we did not do a christmas tree so the first christmas i was in my own house um that was 2016 i got this teeny tiny tree it was like two or three feet um <laughs> and um put a few little ornaments on it like one of the traditions in my family is that my grandmother would give us an ornament every year so i had a box of ornaments and i'm so glad i never did get rid of them um and so i'm we would have ornaments to put on our Christmas tree. And so we started that tradition with my kids. Once I left before when I was married to my ex, my mom would give them a, a Christmas book. And so they have several Christmas books from the years prior to the ornaments. Um, 
and then um let's see what else did us the traditions did we do when i when i married jeremy we we kind of like mashed some of our traditions together um so like they would decorate the Christmas tree to the album in, in the chipmunks. And our tradition was um, the Muppets. But this year my, my kids outvoted me and I didn't get to, to listen to the Muppets. And it kind of wasn't the same. It was just really weird. Oh, you got outvoted. One of the traditions that my family did for many years with my grandma was she had a, a wreath and each family would bring an ornament that signified whatever happened that year. So if you had a baby, you would bring the mm -hmm. baby ornament. If you had bought a house, you'd bring a little ornament that was, you know, in the house or whatever. Um, when she passed, we, we divvied up all of the ornaments. Everybody got their ornaments back for many, many years. So we have, you know, we can kind of track our years of what happened in that. So I started that with us. And, um, and I continued that even with married, um, when, when I, uh, was divorced, I went back and looked at some of those ornaments, some of those ornaments I didn't keep from those years. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of restarted our calendar on the tree. I was counting, uh, this year I was looking at, it. I was like, you know what, this is okay. It's okay to erase those years and take those ornaments down uh, outside of the girls years. I kept their mm -hmm. baby ornaments, but, um, but any of the other years. I just said, yeah, we're, we're good without those. We'll just start from here. And yeah. so we did. So we have one for every year. We've got a gingerbread house for when we bought this house. We have um, one. I We have one for each of the girls. We have I last year. I lost my sister. So we had one for her last year. For this year, um, we have... Um, I went to Hogwarts. <laughs> so I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So Hogwarts thing was my thing. I should also put one on there for starting a business because this year I started a business. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I should put one on there. For Busy that, year. So. Busy year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. That's awesome. I know my husband usually gets me an ornament every year as well, which is cute. Um, the first year he got us a picture with our, um, the a picture of us at our wedding which was very Aww. small yeah um and so yeah that was cute and he he hinted that he might have gotten me something and i'm guessing it's an ornament of some sort this year i don't know oh but i bought myself a christmas present honey just so you know i did it last night when i couldn't sleep so <laughs> <laughs> i like it okay. just don't go look at my amazon <laughs> Yeah, if I could, if I could chronicle everything in one ornament that happened this year, it, it would. I mean, there would wow. be fifteen different ornaments. It just this year has been ridiculously amazing and also hard and just, just a ton yeah. of stuff has happened. Starting a business, we went. I went to Hogwarts with my significant other. We, I, yeah, just. But I quit smoking. <laughs> did so, you? Yay. I did. I'm on week four. Uh, oh, so. congratulations! Yeah. So that kind of, that was a 10 year, 11 year habit that is done. So I'm still working down on the nicotine level. I'm using the little things, but yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. so. Yeah. My husband's been on, on a vape for several years uh, and he quit after like 25 years of smoking. So, mm -hmm. you know, he still hasn't mm -hmm. been able to get, kick the nicotine habit, but he's got the, the smoking out, which is nice. So yes. Yeah. I'm still yeah. using the vape every now and then. And then, uh, and then the nicotine packet things that they've got that you can put it in bed, working down on the milligrams on that too. So good. Awesome. That's amazing. So 
Um, let's see. So, um, Christmas traditions that we haven't, um, I will not confirm or deny getting an We know what that means. Um, yes. <laughs> so let me think. Um, what else did we have on the agenda? Oh, so next month is actually Spiritual Abuse Awareness Month. Um, I have been, well, I just like I joined Vashti Initiative as a volunteer and they kind of took a break for a while and then my life got overwhelming. So I hadn't done a whole lot, but I'm trying to start um, helping out with that. And so we wanted to share um, an event that they are hosting next month. It is Misfits Unite for Child Rights. So I'm going to read this because I also put this on the podcast so anyone who is not watching can understand what I'm showing here. Um, so it's going to be a live forum with Misty Griffin and Mary Byler. Um, so here's the like little summary of it child abuse and adverse religious environments the vashti institute will host a live virtual discussion with authors misty griffin and mary byler during spiritual abuse awareness month misty is known for her best-selling book tears of the silence and her work on the tv series sins of the amish mary byler was featured in the series and is well known for her podcast the misfits the misfit amish Mary's memoir debuted December 15th, 2022, which is one of a book I'm going to definitely get. Um, and so it says, join executive director Evan Jones in this discussion around child abuse and AREs and the need for a, ah, I cut it off. Whoops. <laughs> so I know that Missy Griffin is working um, with a petition uh, to Congress to for the Child's Rights Act, I think is what it's called or something like that, um, just to, I guess, work on a law that will protect children even in these religious groups because there are no mandated reporters, quote unquote, in these these environments that go to the authorities when abuse happens, even though pastors are considered mandated reporters, many of them do not do that, and they don't follow that law, especially in the IFB. So, um, listeners can um, have a discount code. I think for students, it's five dollars, and for everyone else, it's ten dollars. Um, if you do the, what is that called? Promotion code or whatever, umbrella rebellion, all one word, you can get, um, 50% off. So it's either two fifty for student or $5 for regular general admission. So, um, and this is going to be on Sunday, uh, January 15th, 2023 from 7.30 PM to nine Eastern. So that would be, um, 6.30 Central, 5.30 Mountain, and then um, 4.30 Pacific. Yeah, got those time. Like, what time zone is next? 
So apparently I chopped off the bottom of this thing. So we just wanted to share that with you. And um, I'm hoping that I will be able to attend. And um, I did get a chance to kind of get on a call with them when we were talking about this stuff and um, just very down to earth people and very um, energetic Mary and Misty both about helping survivors um, I know that Mary was talking about traveling and stuff for, um, different survivors that she helps, you know, navigate the legal system and stuff or go to court with them and support them. Um, being Amish, they don't involve the authorities, you know, as much as possible. And so there is no support for victims when it comes to legal system. Um, I think I did watch the sins of the Amish. And I think one of the things either Mary or Misty had pointed out is that when one of, one of them were going through court proceedings, the whole entire Amish community came to support the accused. And so they had no one there for them. And so I think it's really important what, what Mary does to support, you know, survivors and stuff. So it's really awesome. Wow. That sounds really amazing. Yeah. So I'm really excited about Vashti's, you know, um, what are you, words are hard today. Um, it's been hard for a while. It's, it's exhaustion. <laughs> yes. My brain has done like too many decisions today and, you know, read too much. So it's like, it's computing very slow. So anyway, that's an upcoming event. And I know that the Vashti Institute is going to have a lot of um, posts about, you know, different things about religious abuse. You know, we have all our currently posted videos on the ab abuses. Um, they may be possibly featured. I'm not sure. And then um, I know they're working on some blog posts and stuff like that. So there's going to be a lot of information that the Vashti Institute is going to share next month about spiritual abuse and, and helping to raise awareness. So if you aren't following them on the social medias, um, it's, uh, let me see. I think I know how to spell it, but V-A-S-V-A-S-H-T-I initiative. So you can look them up on Facebook. I think they have an Instagram as well. Um, so keep your eye out. So <laughs> Sarah says, words are always hard. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> I had no idea that there was an awareness month about this. That's incredible. Me either. So yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> Until he told me. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, let's see. Anything else we have going to just to let y'all know? Um, I you know obviously we've been not putting out videos you know as often, but. I, if I get a chance to edit, you know, maybe the night that I'm on in the hospital or the day that I'm in the hospital waiting for my son with surgery, I can take my computer and like edit a bunch. <laughs> and that's in between you. the lines here. <laughs> yeah. So there won't be a schedule. If I get something um, done, 
I'll put post it when I get it done. And that's, that's all I can do right now. And then we're going to try and get back to the once a month lives. And we're hoping to, to be more consistent with that, you know, or at least, you know, when we can, we'll, we'll let you know. So yeah. yep. kind of everything's up. Tech savvy enough to help you with the editing. I wish I could. Oh, it, both of our plates are so full. So I don't think either of us would really have the time. So no, we really wouldn't. I'm in the middle of a business expansion right now. And so it's, it's, um, it's been, whoop, it's been a little bit intense and I have had some children things to come up some, some heavy duty stuff with the kiddos. So yeah, we're both dealing with taking all my emotional energy. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the other day I was just sitting there going, I, I should do, I should, I should do something. And I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've been doing all day. <laughs> 16 mm -hmm. hours all day. Yes. I would. Yeah. I've been emotionally tapped out with, with my, with one of mine. Yeah. It's just trauma does lovely things. <laughs> trauma is so, hard. All things. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm -hmm. okay. So that kind of segues into, um, <laughs> Sarah says, good, good for you for sitting down and, and just resting. Yes. I mean, you have to sit down and rest sometimes. So I guess that kind of segues into our, our next topic, which, um, I want to, this kind of came up during a crisis moment with one of my kids and we were talking or arguing or yelling at each other, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, having intense, I had a friend that used to call it an intense moment of fellowship. So, so I am going to remember uh, that an intense moment of fellowship <laughs> here. We've been having many intense moments of fellowship with my six-year-old. Yes. Yeah. So we were having one of those intense moments and, um, he was saying something about, you know, it doesn't matter what your intention was or something like what, or the reason you did it, it still was hurtful or harmful or, you know, it still did damage. And I'm like, Oh, you're right. And I'm like, you know, when we confronted our parents, it was, we just wanted them to take accountability for the decisions that they made that caused harm. And we understood that they had good intentions. Like that wasn't the problem. It was, the problem was regardless of your intention, what you did was harmful. And I'm like, I can't, I can't not do what I'm asking my own parents to do. And I'm like, you're right, son. It doesn't matter what I intended. You know, I tried my best. Yes. I did harm to you. I'm sorry. And what, what can we do to move forward? And that's, that's all you can do at that point is like, what can we do to move forward? How can I stop the harm from happening now? Like, what do I need to do? So, you know, um, we've, we've got a lot of work ahead of us. And, you know, a lot of emotional growth happening in, in our home. And it's not easy, especially when you're dealing with a ton of PC, PTSD triggers and your own emotional and trauma from 
childhood and adulthood that you're trying to not come up and spew onto your child. I mean, it's really, really hard navigating it all. It really is. So yes, agreed. Dear sweet baby Jesus that hits in the soul. Lack of accountability is my biggest trigger. And kudos to you for allowing space for his feelings in that moment. Thank you. Yes. It wasn't easy. Yes. No, that's hard to that's hard to do as a parent. That's hard to do as a person. But especially as a parent. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, when you've and when and and the thing is is like I get I get my parents or I guess really my dad's point of view a little bit more now. And a lot of times he would say, but I did, but I did, but I did, but I did. And it's like, yes, I acknowledge that. And those things were good that you did, 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 did this. And as a parent, when you are investing every ounce of energy and emotion and effort that you have inside of you, to do everything right by your child and then you fail them. It's so hard to be like, well, I did my best. I, I could only make decisions based off what I knew then. And, you know, they don't understand that sometimes, you know, especially as teenagers and not having their own kids about how difficult it is to parent and make decisions. <laughs> so it's like, really, that doesn't matter. What, what matters is, that I just say, I was wrong and I will try to do better. And that's all I think our, the kids and my family, you know, our, my siblings and I ever wanted was for them to say, I'm sorry, I hurt you. Let me stop, you know, <laughs> like, let's figure out how we stop this. So... It's been a, it's been a thing in the last week for me to not respond triggered in my trauma because things that have been happening have been very triggering. <laughs> yeah. You re relive some things that I had lived before and it's scary and it's very hard to not respond emotionally, um, mm -hmm. especially to a small child because a small child doesn't know what they're doing. They, they don't know that. Um, <clears throat> It's been emotionally exhausting <laughs> to re to maintain that calmness. However, I have found that, I don't know if this is relevant, but anyway, it, I have found that my practice with the narcissist has helped because um, I learned how to remain, and in the cult, I remained, I could remain calm because that was the way to diffuse the situation. And as exhausting as that is, it has helped that kind. I, I already had that skill. And so I can use it um, to remain calm and not respond emotionally. So that I, for that bit of small bit, I have been grateful. That's wonderful. <laughs> you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, I am exhausted and my emotions are like, oh, <laughs> and they go to bed and I cry <laughs> or I you know, growl at something or whatever, but, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to have that release at the end of the day and just be like, oh. mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I used to scream in pillows. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Jeez>. Yep. <laughs> Lots of talking it out with, with family and significant others being like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm about to strangle somebody. I can't do yeah. it. And it's really not about his head off. <laughs> and it's really not about them and what they're doing. It's about your inability to process the emotions as fast as you need to and being in overwhelm. Like, yeah. um, I just want to read this comment real quick. Sometimes it's like, boo, bro, be happy. I haven't strangled <laughs> the life out of you. Beautiful little <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so many times this week. <laughs> and there is no manual for this shit. And we're all out no. here healing and figuring it out together, man. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate Several that. Several times I thought, child, I'm human too. And I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm trying to help you. Yes. And I don't know. I control time too. But so yesterday, yeah. oh my gosh. So we moved rooms around recently and my loudest child moved into the room right above the office. And, and I say that with all the love in my heart because I was the loudest child and I understand it is not something that he can control, but trying to work when you're overwhelmed, emotionally exhausted have ADHD with noise canceling headphones on and you've got two parakeets squawking in your ear because you moved them into the office. Dumb idea. But anyway, that's where we're at and pounding of the floor upstairs and hearing the yelling coming down the stairs and the stomping down the stairs that are right on that wall, right where you work. And I'm just like, I, yesterday I was just like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. And I'm like, getting, I'm like, I'm about to explode. And so I walked upstairs and I calmly said, son, I am having the most difficult time working today. And I just want you to make, make you aware that you are contributing to it. Well, he kind of had his meltdown about it. And there was several different interruptions as well. Like people coming in to the office and like trying to talk to me. And I'm like, I have been telling y'all for years. My work is production-based. Every time you walk in here and talk to me, it disrupts my production. And then with ADHD, I forget where I'm at. <laughs> you know? And so I just had to go sit in my room for a minute and just have a, have a little meltdown. I mean, I just sat there and just, you know, in the quiet and going, okay, breathe. This is temporary. Yeah. So traumatize and trying not to traumatize them. Yeah. Yeah. Burn it all down. Burn it all down. Yeah. Ain't into that. Throw the whole house over. Look, we're I mean, we have the house in the country. I have been telling Jeremy, like, I am so ready to move. But we need a whole entire another place for one person to live because we don't have enough rooms for everybody we have. So, <laughs> oh, man, because, yes, I'm ready to move out of Metairie. So, you know, we we had a couple of months of no issues with the neighbor behind us. I, I don't know if y'all anybody saw the TikTok that I did. Yes accusing us of throwing poop in his yard i'm like my kids 
are teenagers. I can barely get them to take the shovel and scoop it and put it in a hole. Do you think they're going to take the extra effort to fling it with the shovel over or grab it with their hands and throw it in your yard? I mean, they're lazy teenagers. They're not going to put that much effort into it. I promise you it's not us. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot we hate him. So, so last week... Or was the, I think it was last week sometime. My son, who's been struggling, goes out for a walk for his mental health. We've been avoiding that street behind us because that's where he lives. And runs into him on our corner. Our corner of four houses down from our house. And the dude starts yelling and screaming and cursing him out. Being like, I know who you are. Blah, 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 blah. Curse word, curse word, curse word. I'm going to, one day I'm going to beat your ass. And I'm like, this is what my kid who's been struggling really needs right now is some stupid, crazy meth head neighbor, you know, accusing him of doing something. He's like, I didn't even know who the guy, I mean, we've, we've never really like seen him other than my oldest who was walking the dog one day and walked past his house and saw him. And then, you know, the day that he was yelling in my backyard curse words and I went to go look from the top window down into his yard to see what he's, and he was stark naked. So, you know, that's the only time I've ever seen him. Yes. Yes. My, my, my youngest is looking at me like, what? Yeah. So I'm like, son, take a picture of this so we can show the cops. <laughs> yes. So I had to call the Record it. Cause that's a threat. <laughs> well, I was like, he's, that's a threat. I mean, I thought it was, but apparently it's legally not because I told the police, you know, he's sitting there yelling, come here, you F and B, you know, and he's naked. And I'm like, that's kind of, you know, like unsettling to have a naked neighbor telling you to come here. Like, yeah, he has nothing good intended in those in, in those words at all. No, not in those words at all. Sorry, I had to plug in my battery. I didn't realize I wasn't plugged in. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes girl oh get your nikes let's do it <laughs> so you know it's like we we thought about going and knocking on the door because like the first time it's it happened his parents he uh, he's a 40 year old man okay lives with his parents definitely on something or very mentally disturbed and and that's not to you know say that you know mentally unhealthy people all but you know it's like i think it's maybe a little bit of both but i don't know so but he's not a safe person whatever he is and he's just and so his parents were out of town they were they were actually in greece or whatever um and that's when all of the problems started. So it's like his his handlers weren't there to handle him and keep him yeah. from being stupid. Because, I mean, we lived here for, what, four and a half years now, and we've never had any issues with him. And then all of a sudden, like after the hurricane, we started having issues. And then, you know, a couple months later, he's cursing us out in our backyard. And I'm like, it's, what the hell is going on here? And so, um, you know, I, we just keep calling the cops and documenting it. So... Yeah. 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 That's all you can do. Yeah. If I didn't have 
anything else going on. You know, it wouldn't bring that big <laughs> a deal, but it's like another added stressor. <laughs> I'm in. I'm scrappy. <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh so you know, it's like he's lucky I wasn't walking with my kid that day because I would have had some choice words for him. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, Oh yeah? Come come at me, bro. Try it. I dare you. I dare you to kick my ass or my kid's ass. Dare yeah. you. Mom bear. I'm Mom like, bear. they have a whole lot of pent up rage inside of them. The minute you touch them, it's over, dude. <laughs> yes. This will not end well. Yeah. So, anyway. So, that's kind of what's going on. That's what we got going on here. Um, Yeah. And holidays can be really hard for, you know, especially newly people coming out of the cult and stuff. A lot of people don't have the family Mm -hmm. that they were you know, raised with, with them. And so, you know, my, my advice is family is not always blood. And, you know, if your family isn't healthy to be around the holidays, don't, don't go, you know, put some boundaries in and keep yourself safe and make your own family. I mean, it can be your coworkers. It could be, you know, somebody you meet at the coffee shop, you know, Random people invite you for Christmas around here. So, yes, they do in Oklahoma too. (laughs) What's that? Yeah. They do in Oklahoma too. (laughs) You find yourself in New Orleans with nowhere to go for Christmas Eve, you know, call, hit me up on the messages. You know, we'll have some food for you. So, exactly. We call it add soup to Um, the pot. We'll just add more soup to the water to the pot. Yeah. mm -hmm. So, you know, just. My yeah. So, anything else to add about like Christmas and family and safety? No, just that you're not required to go. You're, I mean, I I think that that during the holidays you feel obligated, more obligated mm-hmm. to to engage, especially because it's the season of kindness and of of love and of and all those things. And I think that coming out of the cult. If your family is toxic, then it's okay to say no, or it's okay to say, I'll come for an hour and then stick to that hour. Mm -hmm. Or if something happens and you get triggered, it's okay to go. And it doesn't have to be on good terms. You can just say, no, I'm done and walk out. So um, I've never had to do that with, with my family at Christmas, but, um, but, you know, boundaries, boundaries are hard to hold, especially at Christmas. So, yeah. So some of my most difficult Christmases were, or even holidays, just in general, were when I was married to my ex, just because he ruined them all. You know, he would find some way to pick some kind of fight. And he hated being around my family because we actually enjoyed each other's company. And yeah, I did too, because we were, we were fine. We were good. It was a happy time. Yeah. And he hated Mm -hmm. it. Oh, he hated it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there was always some kind of bickering going on or we would leave early or, you know, and it was just very, um, 
unsettling a lot. And, you know, but now that I have teenagers, they don't want to be around us anymore. So, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, you know, I'm just like, just come downstairs and eat. I don't care. You know, it's like, just be with us for a little bit. I get it. It's, you know, y'all are too big for all this, you know, commotion, but when the, when the older boys come come over they tend to come out and hang out so, so there you go you got get to that pull it up pull it together a little bit that's always helpful yeah yeah <laughs> but outside of that i don't have much more to say other than um if you don't think i i would say it is really hard for me to hold boundaries so if it were required of me to hold a boundary or to leave early or to leave under bad circumstances at a family event, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would know that. And so it would be better for me to not go at all than to try to extract myself because I would be, mm. it would be almost impossible for my, for me to do that. And I've never had to do that with family, but in, in generally speaking, in a situation like that, I wouldn't be able to do it. So if you realize that that's probably not something that you can do, then it is okay to not go at all. So, um, I would say do the safer the two and it's okay to put your safety above the kindness of the season and family. Because mm -hmm. the, the only person that you really need to be kind to is yourself. Mm -hmm. And if being kind to yourself is, is staying away from your, your family, then do that. And you're really not obligated to be kind to anybody else. Be kind to a stranger. If you need to pass on kindness, you know, or set up a family... time. Sorry. I was going to say, if you, if you have certain family members that you can get along with, or that it, there isn't an issue with set up a separate time with them and do a Christmas with them or do a dinner with them or do go out to see Christmas lights or something like that. Make an alternative plan. Um, my family is very close and we are usually, um, we're not usually, we are good at getting along and we don't have issues at, at holidays. Um, so. Like I said, I don't have experience with that, but it that's what I would suggest if it were me. Yeah. So, and you know, if you're a single mom, I did this, I did this for myself when I was a single mom, give yourself a gift, buy yourself yeah. something for Christmas, yeah. mm -hmm. even if it's something little, you know, mm -hmm. and, and wrap it up. And put it under the tree and have a, have a, you know, like you are your best friend when you are single. And if you have no one else to give you gifts, I mean, I always had family that gave me gifts, but I always bought myself a present at, at Christmas when I was a single mom, because it wasn't, it's my, it's my favorite holiday birthday and Christmas. Like those are my, my things. Right. My and yeah. Presents were not very important in my, my first marriage. And mm -hmm. it was very disappointing sometimes mm -hmm. and hurtful other times. And I'm not really a big present person except for those two things. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. Those two days. But Christmas and Mary, my, my experience as well. Um I, one time I did, um, now my family's very good about going out and getting gifts, uh, for me or whatever, but, um, on one, one holiday, I would, I think I took the girls out and let them pick something 
at the dollar store or wherever it was that we could afford and then had them uh, and then wrapped them up and put them under the tree for so that they had something to give to mommy and so that mommy had something. Um, other times my their auntie has taken them out. It's become more of a tradition now over the last few years where she took them out shopping for moms. And then they got to bring something back and it was their surprise and it, be, it became a fun thing that, that the aunties would take them shopping. And that was those have become my gifts. That's cute. I think my dad mm -hmm. took my kids out once or twice when I was a single mom to go get me a present for, you know, like Mother's Day or Christmas or whatever. And then at school, they had the Santa shop. So mm -hmm. um, my, my youngest is the best about it and has gotten me gifts every year. Um, I don't even know if they had Santa shop this year. I don't even, did y'all have Santa shop? It. Did you, did you have money to spend? <laughs> Oh, you didn't go this year? Oh, okay. He <laughs> wasn't in the stay. giving mood. I, it's, you know, it's totally cool. My girls will still say, hey, that's the thing that we got you last year when we went shopping with Andy. They got me Star Wars because I'm also a huge Star Wars fan. So they got me Yoda pajama pants and a Yoda coffee mug, which was awesome. Oh, cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of that's some of the things that I did for Christmases while I was single. So, and now I have a husband that spoils me rotten. So, <laughs> so it's nice. <laughs> I have a significant other that's spoiling me pretty rotten as well. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. I love that. And there's, there's all, it's always nice to be able to have somebody you can depend on and who makes, makes you smile. So. Yes. Yes. And this man does dishes. He does dishes every single night for me. And, and I, I did that may sound very, very small, but that to me, that is so huge. It is yeah. so huge. It's the little things. It's the little gifts every day. That's mm -hmm. awesome. And then mine cooks for me usually. So. <laughs> I've had to cook more lately or like pull things out the freezer lately because he was working late and then he went out of town uh, to visit his youngest son. And so um, I've had to take on dinner and that's been interesting. <laughs> I did the dishes today for the first time in, I don't know, months. <laughs> oh, I forgot how stressful this is and I really hate it. I am so spoiled. I'm so spoiled. Yeah. I really hate yes. it. And it was a load of dishes. It was one load of dishwasher. Unload the dishwasher, load it back up. Not that hard. It took me 10 minutes. I know. <laughs> but it's like, like oh, I hate this. <laughs> yes. You got to get those girls on chores, girl. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, one battle at a time. I get it. No. Yes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I I remember my my boys. I had them unloading the dishwasher when they were like four, and so oh, wow. they. <laughs> Sam, I think Samuel was two when he started unloading the dishwasher. He would take the plates out and he would stack them on the um the the dishwasher top for me, mm -hmm. and then I would put them away. And then you know silverware. Uh -huh. That's always easy for yeah. them to do. Here, take the silverware, yeah. put it away. 
you know, find the matches. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like homeschool. You know, that's what we did for yeah. homeschool when they yeah. were toddlers was match the forks yes. and the spoons. <laughs> hey, matching. It's a sorting you game. <laughs> it's developmental. It's a sorting game. Yeah. Yes. You, you know, so I have a video that pops up on my Facebook every year. And I'm thinking they were five and six or four and five and they're just singing and putting dishes away and everything. And it was just like, Oh, I miss those days. Mm -hmm. Miss those days. Now they're just, you know, grumpy teenagers that don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but when they leave this house, they will be able to wash their own clothes because they do that all the time. The teenagers do. The I have the the youngest started on that recently, and um, wash their own clothes. They can unload and load a dishwasher, and they may not be able to mm -hmm. cook because I haven't really taught them how to cook. But you know, we haven't mastered the dishwasher. We have we have started learning how to cook, and we know how to clean the bathroom. Oh, so that's that's <laughs> an important because one. that's. That's the highest paying chore. If if they want to earn whatever, that's the highest paid chore. It's the one that gets done the most. Uh -huh. so maybe I should like put a fee on the dishwasher. There you go. Of the ante on that. I don't like to pay for for normal chores. I <laughs> know. I know. It's taking care of the your own body and your own mess chores, but is what it is. We did have to put a we did have to put a bounty on Sharpie markers as those kept getting taken mm. by my youngest and so i'm like if you will bring me any sharpie you find i will pay you this and such amount and get like a return thing on it she brought me one it didn't really work i mean we have to update on that <laughs> you gotta put those on the high shelf <laughs> yeah well they're they're um they're a high price commodity in her mind because that's her favorite marker and she's prolific with her mm. artistry and so she doesn't really like to use anything else, which makes sense. I mean, they're nice markers. <laughs> they're, they're expensive. They're also dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And clothing and. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Alcohol does wonders on most surfaces, but not all. Yes. yes. Yeah. We have, we found a few that don't, but the other ones we saved. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything anybody else wants to talk about before we hop off here? I can't believe we actually filled up almost an hour. I'm impressed. Yeah. So we had, we had a lot to catch up on, I guess. We did. It's been a long time. It has, it has. So I definitely missed y'all, you guys. And I missed Marcy and Marcy and I actually haven't really talked a whole lot in like the last two we months. Just have that time. So no, we normally keep up in between, but we just, they, both of us have just been like, <laughs> even my family members have not get, been getting this much communication. Like, I'm here. I promise I'm here. Just, <laughs> yeah. I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're in survival, though, that's kind of all you can do is the, the most, you know, pressing need at the time. And that was just kind of the mode I was in for like two months. And yeah, yeah, hyper, hyper anxiety and, Mm -hmm. crisis mode and it's just like my brain cannot even think about socializing it's just like work mm -hmm. deal work deal work deal and that's yeah where i was sometimes food and shower and and all those things are just hard to do in the in survival mode too so you're just you're just doing what you absolutely have to do to, to survive yeah you get that. yep 
And if you find yourself in that mode, you know, just understand we have been there and we understand. And, you know, I tell you, reach out to us, but we probably don't have time right now. Call somebody that you can talk to that has time. Um, get my, a, a real close, um, person that I've been, uh, talking to. I really don't want to divulge who it is, but, um, reached out to me saying, Hey, do you have time to talk? I'm like, I'm about to go live on YouTube. So I felt so bad because we hadn't talked in a while. So, but yeah, I've had a few people say, um, did you get my text message? I'm like, yeah, I read it and I fully intended to respond to it. And then I forgot that it was there. And so it sat there and I really am sorry. I just forgot. Or, and then I went back to, to, I went back to respond. Another one I went back to respond. I had written out a response, like half a response, but never hit send. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. I, I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I said that I had written out half the response to that person, but never oh. hit send. Like there was half a response. So I had started it. I just, <laughs> but to Twitter, I'm like, oh, I, I guess I should have like hit, and now I can't hit send. <laughs> Do it. <now. laughs> Whoops, missed my opportunity to respond to that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we thank you so much for joining us. And it was good to see y'all again. And, um, you know, all the people who are going to be listening to this on the podcast. You know, thank you for listening and sorry we've been gone for so long. Hopefully it won't be, you know, forever again that we fall off the face of the earth for a couple of months. Yes. But um, so, yeah, watch out for, you know, we, we might not have a whole lot of notice for our lives. We're just kind of mm-hmm. going to be like, when can we do it? And, you know, if I can get the post up, you know, in advance, hopefully at least a day. <laughs> yeah, but usually on Tuesdays. That's usually what we aim for. Tuesdays. Yeah, we do aim for Tuesday. So it will be a Tuesday yeah. somewhere in the next month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just keep out uh, now. Blah, 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 I can't speak. Keep an eye out for the Vashti Institute post for next month. There's going to be a lot of information, a lot of stuff that they're going to be sharing. And, you know, hopefully we'll see you at the event. Um, it's on Eventbrite. Um, I will put a link in the description here and on the podcast and all that. And y'all have a wonderful night and we will see you next month. So, and don't forget to join the rebellion. Yes. We remembered it. (laughs) Yes, we did. We didn't remember the intro very well, but we got the ending. (laughs) Bye y'all. Bye. Yeah.